You're listening to the Unstoppable E-Commerce Podcast. I'm Karen Parkinson. And I'm Megan Winter. It takes more than a great product, a pretty website, and some social media to have a successful online store, but you've probably already figured that out. So after a decade each in the industry, we thought it was about time we share our knowledge, experience and wisdom with you so you can sell more on your online store. In today's episode, we chat to founder of Ride Proud Clothing, Colleen Jackson, all about how she has grown her online store from a little side hustle to a point where she has now quit her day job. Before we dive in, if you enjoy this episode, please like, share and leave a review. It would mean the world to us. Plus, it will help other online store owners find the information they're looking for. Let's dive in. We hope you enjoy this episode. So welcome, Colleen. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me, Karen. I'm excited. It's been quite a long while since we first met now. Yeah, well. Over a year? Oh, way more than that, I think. I started with you guys not long after I'd started business and we've just finished our third year. Yeah, I can remember having a a conversation with Colleen. I pulled over my car. I was driving somewhere, pulled over and was having a conversation. It was maybe like, oh, I don't know, August of three years ago, two years ago. Must have been two years ago, three years ago, because you were in the very first round of Igniter. So with that, Karen and I had come together. Yeah, that's right. So there you go. Um, the business had officially been open for a month. Oh wow! Yeah, and that was one of the best decisions I made right from the get go. Like I didn't fumble along for too much, for too long. Tell us a little bit about your business and how it all started. So my business is that we do equestrian clothing, but we are fairly niche in that we specialise in bootleg horse riding pants and our target market is mature age women. So that, that's fairly niche. Yeah, which is great. We're always telling people to get niche and niche down further because then you've kind of got your community of people who love your products, which we've found recently they definitely do. Well, they say a niche is an inch wide, mile deep. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And when I spoke to you in those early days, I remember you still, you one of your your goal, like your main goal was to get your business to the point where you could replace your job, your day job. Mm, that was my goal. Yeah. And so you've just been able to do that. Is that correct? I resigned in April. I'm, st- I'm still Woo-hoo! yet to get out the door. Apparently I'm, <laughs> apparently I'm not as easy to replace as we all thought, <laughs> but my hours are right down to a bare minimum now. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. Congratulations. How did you do it? Did you have like a celebratory way of quitting or? No, it was a long time coming. So when I first started this business, I actually went to my boss and said, hey, I want to do this, expecting you know to be shown the door because most contracts say that you can't have, you know, you have to be focused on that role. That, side hustle. That, yeah, yeah, no yeah. side hustles. And that wasn't my boss at all. He was so supportive oh, to the point where when I wanted to go to India to meet the manufacturers, he gave me a little wee cash bonus and said, here you go, oh. you got to do this. Oh, that's amazing. That's so supportive. Yeah. That's fantastic. And that's carried through to now. So when I said to him, you know, I really need to focus more, he said, yeah, I think you do. That's amazing. Yeah, so my departure has been transitional. I only ask because uh, my husband, when he quit his job to come and work for me, I gave him for Valentine's Day a cake that said I quit on it because he'd always told me that his dream was to one day quit a job with a cake. So <laughs> that's what he did. <laughs> I can do cake. <laughs> you can do cake. Yours sounds much more civilised. <laughs> uh, 
So tell us what's been the transition. Like, tell us a little bit about, I guess, what your life and what business was like back then when you first started and paint us a picture of the day in the life of Colleen back then. People can't see you now, but you're sitting in all of your stock in your office and you've got countless number of little <laughs> pigeonholes there that we that are full of pants, but I don't know if it was always that way. Yeah, it was. It was. There, yeah. were, there was definitely more gaps and um, there was less shelving. That, that's, you know, so this whole wall behind me is full now, apart from that door where I come in with my marketing plan on there. It's important to keep a door, yeah. <laughs> it's very important to keep <laughs> you need a to door. escape sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> um, so life back then was really very, very hectic because my role at my paid work is financial controller. So it's a fairly full-on job and that was that's for a growing company. So it was fairly hectic and I had a lot of trouble and this is what prompted me to um, go hard on the business was because in the end you get to a point where you think I'm not doing my best work at either yeah yeah it was really full-on yeah and I don't do things by halves generally so that was hard yeah yeah we kind of got that when you jumped into Igniter so you did a live round which we've got another one coming up soon actually that was something that you jumped in you literally like you did everything you did all the work you took all the action you implemented everything you asked all the questions like we really saw like if you were going to invest in it you're going to invest in it and do it properly but all while juggling and maintaining another job as well (laughs) yeah yeah yeah, absolutely. Was there much sleep involved yeah. back then? <laughs> I don't know if you guys remember when I moved from Nito website to Shopify website under your recommendation. There were some all-nighters. So, um, Karen, yeah, there was a lot, there was a fair bit of missed sleep. Yeah, but that's what you need to do, hey, to get things to get things happening. This whole work-life balance thing. I'm this age, and I still haven't got that sorted. Yeah. There's a saying, and I'm going to mess it up, but it's something around being prepared to do what others won't so that you can do what others can't. Yeah. So by putting in those extra long hours back then, you've got to the point now where you can step away from that other job and fully work in your own job, in your own hours, and I guess that's the ideal outcome. I think it's important to to like really just like touch on as well like people think it's there's this misconception around them especially like you'll see so many e-commerce like coaches on social media and stuff saying like come and learn this and you can you know make money in your sleep and pina coladas on the beach while you make a million there's always dollars. a picture of someone on the beach yeah. isn't there? with their laptop I'm like who wants a laptop on the beach anyway but it's not cute it's not like it is I guess worth saying that there's a lot of hard work to make a successful business right like it's not you don't have to reinvent the wheel. There is a system and a process. You have to do the work. Absolutely, definitely. Two things there. You need to do the work. The second thing is you need to know what work to do. Yeah. So it's two things. But I've had a couple of mates come to me and say, hey, you look to be doing really well. I've got this idea. What do you think? First thing to come out of my mouth is you've got to be prepared to do the work. And it's not easy. And there's yeah. going to be a lots of ups and downs and a lot of times when you're going to think to yourself, what the hell am I doing? why why (laughs) absolutely you know three years in and well and the thing is is that you start 12 months before you start so I've had horses standing in the paddock pretty much for that length of time it's only now that I'm starting to you know get back in the saddle and 
actually use your product <laughs> that you created yeah, for that purpose. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, um, we're, now, we're now starting to talk about the longevity of the writing pants and I'm thinking, well, yeah, mine are four years old, but they've sat in the cupboard <laughs> for a lot of that. <laughs> oh, I love it. It's like the painter's house. So <laughs> what what steps did you take and what sort of things did you focus on to grow your business to where it is now? What have you sort of worked on over the last three years and has that changed along the way? This kind of brings me back to my comment before about knowing what work to do and that's where the Igniter program was so beneficial to me. It directed me where to do the work and the work that I put in three years ago, it's still paying dividends now. I know who my customer avatar is. I know my brand tone. So I kind of went on a tangent then, Karen. <laughs> that's so, okay. That's what we're all about here. <laughs> so what, what have, you I... listened to our, have you listened to our podcast? <laughs> Just so, yeah, like, you, like you said, do the work. So do the work, but know the work. work to do. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So my world revolves around my marketing plan. Once I've got the marketing plan, everything else falls out. And I think for you too, because you've got such a good product. So you've got a good product, you're really passionate about it. So you can ride out those ups and downs. And then because you've got that and you kind of take that for granted, like you've got your product and your outsourcing and, you know, all of that, the manufacturing sorted, then your focus really can be on actually selling them, getting the marketing right. Yeah. And what I've discovered is that unless I'm doing this wrong, I always need to have something going on, like moving from one something to the next something. And that's where I, I talk about the marketing plan. But when I have that something on my calendar, then I can flesh it out. From that, you know, I, I know what my weekly emails are going to be. When I have a promotion or something running, I move that email to maybe two or three over the weekend. So that falls out of it. You know, I know what blog to write. I know what socials to put up. I know what paid to put up. And I guess you've got the time to focus on that because your website is converting. You've got the product now. Like I think it's so important for people to realize, Megan kind of touched on, you've got to have a good product. And, you know, your friends coming to you might be like, oh, this looks like it's an easy gig. You know, this e-commerce thing is all the rage. But unless you've got that good product, you know, the rest doesn't fall into place. So you've got the product, then you've figured out who your audience is. You switch to Shopify, you've got your website to convert. And I remember your website when we first started trying to figure out what it was that you sold, you know, from the picture that was on there. <laughs> and we looked at it the other day, actually, and... I don't think it said ride proud. I think it said like purpose built or something like that. Purpose built. That's right. It said purpose built was the only text that you could see on the home page. And I was thinking, what? what's purpose built? And now it's, you know, equestrian riding pants for women or something really succinct. And yep. tells us. now that you've got that yeah. website ready for the traffic, your life revolves around getting people there. So your marketing plan is sort of your main focus. And that's where you're doing the work to get started, home huh? Because... Yeah. You guys have this saying, um, there's no point turning on the tap. And that's exactly right. Because until that website's done properly, your messaging's done properly, you know who you're marketing to, you really are turning on the tap to a bucket with a hole in it. That's bucket. what you say, a leaky bucket. <laughs> yeah. yeah. A leaky yeah. bucket or no buckets at all. And yeah. that's the truth. But it's You've got your bucket and you've plugged up all your yeah. holes and now it's all about getting that water yeah. there. Yeah. But it's not... I mean, the bucket continues to develop holes. You have to keep working on that bucket, don't you? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So just in case people are listening, thinking like, bucket <laughs> holes leaky, what? So we always say there's no point in driving traffic to a website that's not ready for that traffic. So it's not converting yet. So if you're doing that, it's essentially like turning on the taps without having any buckets underneath 
to capture the water or at very best having leaky buckets. And so that's what we're talking about there. (laughs) Welcome to our world of metaphors. (laughs) I love a good metaphor. And it's very simple, but it's true. So tell us about your business now. Like what kind of results have you had from doing the work? So uh, we've just finished our third year and year on year we've doubled our revenue. So and our goal for mm-hmm. next year is to do the same. We've had some really exciting changes in the, just the past few months in that we've opened up to overseas markets and we've got to the point now last month 48% of our income came from overseas. Wow. The month before was 42 it's amazing. That's amazing. It, yeah, it's <laughs> so exciting. And you made the comment before about making money when you sleep. Move into the US because Literally that's true. Now, yeah. <laughs> you wake up in the morning to orders. So you miss the kitchen, but it's nice to wake up to all the. Emails. If you turn your phone off, when you turn it on, it goes kitchen, kitchen, kitchen. Oh, that's amazing. So good. And I think that's, that's a good tip, actually. <laughs> so that, again, that comes down to you having a great product and knowing your audience, because when you then diversify into a different location, nothing else really changes, like maybe some language and like local kind of things like that. But it's still the same message and like needs, right? And your product is meeting the same needs. Yeah, correct. I wouldn't recommend doing that how I did it. I sat here one day and went, I wonder what would happen if I bunged New Zealand in. <laughs> oh, that word? I'm going to bung US in. And literally that's all I did. And that was enough, obviously. That was enough for me to work out, yeah, this is – I've got a market. So I sell to US, Canada, a market to US, Canada, UK, New Zealand. So now that I know that there's a market there, just at that point now where I'm going to get a little bit more sophisticated and put a bit of strategy behind it rather than just... I guess there's a whole new logistical ball game, getting shipping and things like yeah, that. Yeah, and that was a scramble because I bunged the country you in. Know, I think that's actually <laughs> clever because it's kind of like doing a test before investing yeah. in your full 3PL and all of that kind of stuff. Like I think you've actually gone about it in a clever way, even though it might have just been like a little... Oh, let's just do this little brain fart. You had a couple of wines. (laughs) You were like, hey, I'm going to turn this button on. (laughs) But it actually makes sense, right? Yeah. Yes, it does make sense. I'd like to say that was exactly as I planned it, but (laughs) (laughs) it wasn't. I just bunged it in. But the thing is, is that I definitely do have a market because my conversion rate Mm. to the US and Canada is very, very low. But still, it's come up to that almost 50% of my sales. So where I'm at now is wound that back. I'm going to set my – because I don't even have currency set up. You know, they they buy in Australian dollars. And I did have that scramble of, oh, shit, I made a sale. How am I going to get it there? So, you know, there's been some pretty quick negotiation. You jump and build the aeroplane on the way down? <laughs> That's what you don't did. Don't do that. <laughs> That's what I do. Karen's like, where's the exit? Definitely a Megan. We need the, like, what, what about the, like, I look for the life the runway? First. I'm like, nah, let's just jump out of the plane yeah. and build it on the way down. But, Megan, you're right. It was a good test because I've done the opposite. You know, I've done all the groundwork, spent all the time and the money, and then went, yeah, you know what? I really did need to invest there because there was no testing. No. But, yeah. you're right. So, in terms of what you wish you had known when you started what kind of things if you could go back and tell yourself or tell someone who's starting up or even those friends who come to you and say hey I've got this idea and I'm wanting to wanting to see if it's got legs like what what do you wish you'd known I wish I'd known I wish I'd known to go straight to Shopify that's my first thing and like I said I I knew I didn't know stuff so I I sought help fairly quickly you know, Megan, I don't want to sound like I, I know what I'm doing because I certainly 
don't, but I haven't actually made any terrible errors yet. Nothing. That's nothing. A good thing. You don't <laughs> don't have to be ashamed of <laughs> nothing that. Nothing catastrophic, I guess. <laughs> you know, we might have veered off and Fantastic. come back on, but nothing that. See, I'd never worked in retail. I'd never sold clothes before, so, and that was very daunting to me. But I remember bumping into a woman in the village here, and and she was saying, "Oh, you're doing this thing," and I said, "Yeah, I really don't know what I'm doing." I said, "I don't know about sales," <laughs> and she said to me. It's not about sales. It's about building relationships. That I can do, you know. So I treat every single one of my customers, and I know it's cliche, but I treat them as I want to be treated, and I treat them as mates. Yeah. So my email sequences that go out, they're very much in my tone of voice. So business is my tone of voice. It is me. But I get people responding to those emails thinking that I've written to them. That's great advice because a lot of people try to make themselves look bigger. So they write really formally or write as if it's like a big company. And we're always trying to tell our students, people buy from people. And if you can build those relationships and actually be yourself and put yourself out there with the brand, then people think, you know, they know that they're buying from you. And that's why they're replying to your emails because they know that you're going to be at the other end of it and not some robot or customer service team. Yeah, and as we said in last week's or the week before's episode, when you have your customer type like really honed in on, they will read emails and go, oh, it, oh my God, you're, you're reading my mind, you're talking to me, and that's exactly what's happening. Yeah. I actually don't even think that business writes like that anymore, do they? You know, in that very professional tone. Or, or, I don't know, maybe I've just taken me to. <laughs> You've got your bubble now. <laughs> You're out of the corporate world. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I didn't want that. My tone of voice is very much me and, yeah, it flows through to everything. I think that's why my returning customer rate is so high because they're dealing with a real person, you know, and they have confidence that if it's not quite right, I'm going to say, send it on back. You know, let's mm, get this yeah. right. And that's a good point too because your your products are not just a cheap product so to have a healthy return customer rate is really important and it's really it's a testament to everything in the business it's a testament to the quality of the product all the systems that you have set up i think you've probably done the smartest thing and that's when you said you invested in help early so you you know that you don't know what you don't know rather than trying to stumble through it like actually just getting help and kind of following that and then you've put a lot of your own tweaks on that you can't tweak something until you've got the basis for it and I know that you've done especially with your background you've added a lot of layers in with the numbers and you know heaps of stuff but you got help early and I think that's probably like that's what the smartest people do is they ask for help and I don't think enough people do that and I don't think that's necessarily arrogance I think they don't know this help out there Mm. I don't know if you recall, Megan, but when we first spoke, when I rang you to say what to ask, what the igniter was all about, I, I said to you um, at my age, because I was in my mid-50s now, and I said to you then, I can't afford to fail. I really can't because what I'm spending here should be in my super fund or could be in my super fund. That's one of the reasons I gave it everything and that's one of the reasons I sought help. Mm. You took a leap of faith. Yeah. Still, still doing that. Yeah. <laughs> still, 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 still leaping. Still, still leaping. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, you know, that's the same thing with, um, you know, resigning from my job. I've got a fantastic job. I've got a fantastic boss. I've got a good pay. And the business is at a point now where it's like, oh, I wonder how good this could be. So let's find out. Yeah. Needs your full attention to get that full value out. Yeah. And it's not just time, it's headspace. For sure. Yeah. And also that switch off time. You've, you've earned that as well. Oh, yeah that flexibility of hours and, you know, actually being able to get back on the horse, 
not metaphorically, but literally. Literally, uh, because <laughs> um, my fat horse just wandered past my office window here over to the grass paddock. <laughs> so literally get back on the horse. And one thing I would like to point out is that you really have done the work in getting your community around your product and you've built that trust and you now have the rewards of people talking about you. And, you know, that's what digital marketing is all about. It's reputation. And you've just been named in the top five best equestrian pants by, tell me because I'm not a horse rider, the name of the magazine? At Globetrotters. Globetrotters. So for the horse lovers out there would know exactly what that is. I know Megan does because she's all into her horse riding (laughs) as well. But that was a really big thing for you because a customer told you about it. And, you know, it was another customer whose quote was testimonial, was quoted on their article that I read. So people are talking about you when you're not in the room. And that's what we say. You know, your brand really is what people say about you when when you're not there and you're not listening. They're talking about you and saying nice things. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. So the fact that you've now got people out there spruiking your brand for you, that's the ultimate when you, you've created this brand that people love and a product that people love and now they're spreading the word for you. And I am so humbled by that. I mean, little old me and my my little oh, boy stop brand. It. No, it's stop Megan, it. it's true because, you know. <laughs> Ready to take on the world. We in number four. There's no shame in that. That's like taking, and I made, I made the analogy in the Ignited group, I feel like my little filly is coming in the breed class behind all the stallions, you know. You know, we came <laughs> in behind Ariat and Wrangler. They're big kids. No shame in that at all. Yeah, I'm blown away. I think just touching on the what you mentioned about in the Igniter group too, like you've really built a community even just within that. I think that's something that you do. You build community or you build and you do build relationships. Like within the Igniter group, so just for people who don't know, when they join Igniter, there's a community that you become a part of. And like you've made some, I would say, friends from that group, like lifelong friends and connections. And again, it's just a testament to, yes, you do focus so much on the relationships and building it up and that trust factor. That's all we have in the end though, hey? Exactly. Yeah. Mm. Especially right now, you know, we're sitting here while half the country is sort of in lockdown and to be able to have those connections with people, even if it is online, I think is so important. So having genuine relationships via the internet. Uh, you know, it's the way of the future. Yeah, for sure. And particularly when you work from home anyway. I mean, we haven't been in lockdown right up here yet, but probably wouldn't change my life. Yeah. Mm. That's me with a baby at home. I don't leave the house anyway, so it wouldn't do much for me. You're like, welcome to my life, the rest of Australia. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But in say, I do feel for everyone in Lockland, yeah. but yes, I am a bit of a homebody these days. Um, but you're right, I, I thrive on community and I, I think yeah. that's why I've done so well with my community because I have so much respect for the women around me and when I say around me, I mean in the business community. I mean those horsewomen. They're my people. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for sharing your story with us today. It's really inspiring to know that, um, you know, we've been a part of it since your first month and that it's been three years already. Mm. Uh, when we first started and there I was thinking it had been 12 months. So just goes to show <laughs> how time flies. But we're, we're super proud of you. So thank, thank you. you for um, inspiring everyone else out there. And I think if you can take away from today's episode just how important it is to treat people as you want to be treated and realise that all your customers are real people and your community is real people. And if you can just be yourself and go out there trying to help them and that's you know a really good way I love the way that your whole business is sort of focused around that 
Now, you kind of mentioned, and we have mentioned a few times in this episode, um, shameless plug, Ecom Igniter. That's our (laughs) program. Um, We actually have another live round coming up. So if anybody's listening to this and they may be sitting on the fence or thinking about doing it, what would you say to them, Colleen? Do it. (laughs) yes I did the igniter program and I, I you know wandered off and had a look around and, and there's a reason for that you know everything I needed was right there and I ha- can hand on heart say I wouldn't be where I am if it wasn't for having done that igniter program it's such a solid basis you know all the stuff that you don't know you even needed doing <laughs> so it gave you extra work <laughs> yeah but you loved you it for mean, it <laughs> you didn't know you didn't expect that you had to do that and then we're like surprise here's another thing <laughs> yeah, more stuff to yeah. Do. but like I said if I'm if uh, I'm doing it I'm doing it properly yeah absolutely we'll have to add another module how to take over the world once you've grown your business <laughs> I'll be in that one <laughs> for sure Amazing. Thank you so much, Colleen. It's been such a pleasure to chat with you and no doubt we'll be with you for the next three years. Can't wait to see what the next three years (laughs) brings. Yeah, Yeah. well, we've got plenty in the pipeline. New styles, we've got a whole new collection coming. So, um, yeah, heaps of. And they'll be coming out in pink soon, yeah? Oh, Karen. (laughs) When Karen gets her horse, yeah. (laughs) Um, My daughter and I have a saying, it's like, you know, some women wear pink because you'll see there's no (laughs) pink in my my clothing. and you're both wearing pink yeah (laughs) it's a brand it's a brand thing actually karen's hair is pink so yeah yeah (laughs) ah look she's taking branding to the whole whole next level (laughs) amazing thank you so much we will thanks colleen in the group soon okay bye-bye bye bye